Hey there, Tired Mamas. You're listening to the Chasing Sweet Dreams podcast. I'm Erin McCormick, certified pediatric sleep consultant and owner of Chasing Sweet Dreams. Welcome back to the show. Today we are talking about what you need to know about sleep training versus sleep teaching. I feel as moms, we've been keeping each other down by using the term sleep training. We're all desperate for easy sleep. We're consumed by the idea that getting your baby sleep should be this easy, natural, instinctual thing. I know because when I was going through this, I thought this too. I didn't think I'd have to work this hard to get my baby to sleep, and I thought I could do it without many tears from both my baby and myself. I mean, he seemed to have a feeding and fall back asleep so easily those first few weeks. Couldn't that just continue? Spoiler alert, it doesn't always. And sadly, this demand for easy sleep has developed a market full of unsafe sleep products. Products such as the Fisher-Price Rock and Play, which was never marketed for sleep, but was recalled for over 30 infant deaths, or the Docatot, which was not approved for safe sleep, according to the American Academy of Pediatrics guidelines. I feel like sleep training is such an outdated term. We have villainized sleep training so much and we are worried about the shame around it that in our desperation, we are using unsafe devices to help make sleep happen. We are so hard on one another. Sleep training, yes, I'm using air quotes, is out of date. It's associated with the 1985 terminology that goes with Dr. Ferber's extinction method. We need to stop using it and start using the term sleep teaching. We also need to remember that the drive to sleep is biological, but the way we fall asleep is learned. You may be wondering, learned behavior really? Yes, this is really true. Let's break this down a little bit. During those first two months of life, we are inadvertently teaching our babies what sleep looks like. When they fall asleep at the breast or at the bottle or on us, that's what sleep looks like to them. And when they start to really wake up to the world around them, they protest being put down in their crib or they wake up at night and expect to fall asleep in that same way. Meaning the way they fell asleep in the beginning of the night, whether it be by breast or bottle or rocking, we often refer to these external things that help your child fall asleep as a sleep association or a sleep crutch, something external that your child relies on to relax themselves so they can drift off into sleep. I like to break these sleep crutches down into three categories. Category number one is sucking. This could be either from a pacifier, a bottle, or a breast. So they're sucking to get into that drowsy state. Number two is motion. This could be from being rocked or being bounced. And number three is touch. This could be being held or co-sleeping. Over time, your child thinks she needs these things to fall asleep. And here's why I believe sleep teaching is better than sleep training. Sleep teaching is so much more than just leaving your baby alone to cry. Sleep teaching is taking away these sleep crutches so that your baby can develop the skills both you and I have. The ability to relax ourselves into sleep from the awake state. I often find that what people miss is that sleep teaching is about setting yourself up and your child up for success by knowing what is appropriate in terms of timing of sleep and night feedings. You can do sleep teaching and keep night feedings. Some babies still need to eat in the night until eight months of age. 
teaching is about figuring out how to offer comfort to your child when you take away their known way of falling asleep. They're always going to hate it and protest it because it's hard. It's hard for them to figure out this new skill, especially in the middle of the night, which is why you have to start sleep teaching at bedtime. Sleep teaching is about setting yourself up for success by having age-appropriate sleep timing age-appropriate feedings, communication change to your child, and being able to be consistent with your message. There will be tears. Tears are your child's way of expressing himself. The amount of tears is directly related to these three things. Number one, your ability to set your baby up for success with sleep timing. So putting your baby to bed too early or too late will result in more tears. Number two, your ability to be consistent. If you keep changing how you respond, this is confusing your child, which is not fair, and it will make it harder for him to learn. If sometimes he wakes up and you feed him back to sleep and other times you don't, that's confusing him. And number three, your child's temperament. I can give two parents the exact same directions and the amount of tears can vary substantially. I've had children who don't cry at all with my methods, but 95% of them will cry to some degree, but they all sleep better by the end. If you're thinking about sleep teaching, here are three tips to remember for babies that are four months or older. Number one, don't start in the middle of the night. It's too hard for your child to learn something new in the middle of the night. Number two, understand how much sleep your baby needs by downloading my sleep summary by age chart. You can find that in the show notes or on my website. Number three, make sure you and your partner are on the same page. Undoing habits that may have been around for months can be challenging, so you'll need support. Are you looking for more step-by-step instructions? I teach all the important factors in considering which sleep training technique is best for you, timing of sleep by age, night feedings, and support you along the journey in my one-on-one sleep packages. Thanks for listening to the Baby and Toddler Sleep Podcast with Chasing Sweet Dreams, where I share effective tools, tips, advice, and strategies for getting sleep on track. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and share with a mom and dad who might need some rest. Follow me on Instagram at Chasing Sweet Dreams and check out our website at ChasingSweetDreams.com for blogs, free guides, and more information on how I work one-on-one with families to reach their sleep goals. Sweet dreams!